Praise the Lord. I greet you all in the matchless name of our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As Pastor Daryl said, I am A.G. Jude, Anjanical George Jude, short form A.G. <laughs> so, I am thankful to God uh, for give me, giving me this opportunity and uh, I am thankful to Pastor Daryl and the elders and the church for giving me this opportunity. So, one, one minute I just wanted to say my testimony. I am born and brought up in a Catholic family, but uh, when I was in, uh, in my youth age, uh, I accepted Jesus as my personal savior. Then without knowing anything, I just uh, uh, committed my life to uh, mission work. Uh, I just went to North India. I did not know anything about North India, but I went there, and from there, uh, I started working. I did my theological study in uh, different colleges. Now, presently, I'm teaching uh, uh, in a Bible college called New Theological College, and at the same time, I am involved in the ministry, planting house churches and in North India, Daradun. So it is, once again, it is a privilege to share from God's word. So for today's meditation, I have chosen the passage, Mark 4, 4th chapter 35 to 41. It's a passage we see uh, Jesus calming the storms. And uh, we need to... Uh, Within a short period of time, I just wanted to share with you a few things what God has given me to share this morning. So, Mark Gospel, you know, most of you, I don't know whether you know the background of this Gospel. It is a Gospel written uh, the, in the first, uh, first Gospel uh, in the New Testament and shortest Gospel. But this Gospel portrays uh, who is a real disciple and the process of discipleship. Then Mark Gospel explains, you know, the, we have to engage in the mission, messianic mission of our God or of, of our Jesus Christ. So uh, the background is the gospel is written to those people, those who were living in uh, Rome, Gentile Christian, and they were, uh, you know, uh, they were facing lot of challenges. You know, one challenge was, you know, the war between Jews and Roman. Then uh, persecution by Roman Emperor Nero. And people were, you know, uh, the Christians in Rome, they were shattered and they were, you know, uh, they were shattered and they do not know what to do. And in that context, you know, uh, Mark present Jesus as the Son of God the suffering servant, the real model for uh, the Christians to follow. So with that context, I just wanted to uh, explain a few things from this passage. My theme is a call to engage in the messianic mission. A call to engage in the messianic mission. To whom this call is given? You know, when we read Mark 4th uh, chapter 35, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's go over to the other side. Let's go over to the other side. Mark in, gospel, in, in his gospel says plain, who is a real disciple? Who is a real disciple? 
and the entire gospel portrait or explain the process of discipleship so that is what you know we need to remember we all are uh, disciples or in a way we are christian one who follow jesus is the disciple the christian so but you know mark gospel explains you know there are two type of uh, uh, disciples one group is you know the real group who wants to follow uh, the process of discipleship and the other group is who do not want to follow the process of discipleship that we see who do not want to follow jesus uh, is uh, the process of discipleship is we see in the 10th chapter verses 17 to 20 22 there a rich man came to jesus and asking teacher what shall i do to inherit the kingdom of god so jesus said do this he said you know i am doing from my childhood i am doing all this thing then he said sell your property and follow me he doesn't want to go through that process of uh, discipleship so he went away from jesus very sad so that is the one group of disciples who do not want to go through the process of discipleship but on the other side uh, mark explained who are this real disciple and who wants to follow the the process of discipleship who is a real disciple a disciple is who has the conviction of who jesus is we need to have a conviction okay who is jesus who is this jesus jesus the mark portrays about jesus as the son of god jesus is the son of god and we all should have that conviction and with that conviction we need to follow jesus and that whoever is having that conviction and he is the real disciple praise the lord so jesus is the son of god conviction and jesus is the revelation of god praise the lord jesus is the revelation of god who came down to redeem the people and that is the that should be the conviction we need to have conviction of jesus who came to fulfill the messianic mission who uh, the when we, we when we have that conviction we can have that intimate relationship we can experience this jesus intimately very closely with him and that person or that disciple enters into a covenantal relationship with god so who is a disciple a disciple is first of all he must have that conviction jesus is the son of god jesus is the revelation of god jesus came down to fulfill the messianic mission and when we have that we are entering into the relationship with god god in christ came to make that relationship that relationship was broken but jesus came down to restore that relationship so disciple who had that conviction they are entering into that relationship and that disciple when we are a disciple we need to go through the process of discipleship so we as a christian 
as a disciple of Jesus, we need to go through that process of discipleship. And what is that process of discipleship? We see in Mark 8.34. As I told you, the entire gospel is talking about the disciple, the nature of disciple, who is true disciple, and the process of discipleship. And Mark 18th chapter, 18 to 10th chapter, 10th 52, this cluster or this portion is the climax of Mark and explanation of the discipleship. So when you go through this 8th chapter to 10th chapter, you will see the, the climax, the Mark, Mark explains the climax of the uh, discipleship. There we see Jesus talks about who, you know, what is this process of dis, uh, uh, discipleship. The process of discipleship is self-denial. When you read Mark, Mark 8.34, Jesus said, whoever wants to follow me, he has to deny himself and take up the cross. So that is the process. The process of discipleship is self-denial. Self-denial is very much important. We need to deny ourselves. You know, when we, when we have that conviction, we are not anymore living for ourselves. We are living for the, we are living for, to fulfill the purposes of God. Therefore, you need to, we need to have that self-denial. And self-denial, you know, I don't have time to explain all those things. Self-denial means, we need to sometime, you know, uh, sometime to sometime leave our comfort zones. We need to leave our comfort zone. And we need to take up, willing to take up the cross. Cross, you know, it is not in a literally we need to carry the cross. But cross, it may come in a different shape. So we need to, when we live in this world, we need to take up our cross, my own cross. I have to take my own cross. And my son, Samuel, has to take his own cross. Nobody can take others' cross. We need to take our own cross. So, in the process of self-denial, in the process of this uh, discipleship, we need to take up our own cross and follow Jesus. Then, discipleship demands character formation. Discipleship demands character formation. And if that character formation is not there, you know, we will be like that rich man. We will be like that rich man who went away very sad from the presence of Jesus. That is, Mark explained, he is not that a real disciple. Who is a real, real disciple? The disciple means the conviction, he will have that conviction and that conviction makes us to have a character formation. And what is that char character formation? We need to live a Christ-centered life. Praise the Lord. We need to live a Christ-centered life. We are no more living for ourselves. It is not self-centered life. It is Christ-centered life. And it is Others, Christ-centered means it is other-centered. We need to live for others. That is what the process of discipleship. So, uh, 
discipleship. In the ninth chapter, Mark explains that discipleship describes service and sacrifices. We need to do that. I, you know, last Sunday when I attended this service, you know, you are involved in that service, you know, service for the com uh, other community. Very good. And discipleship assures that we are in the family of God. Praise the Lord. Discipleship, when we go through that process of discipleship, that assures us that we are in the family of God. Praise the Lord. So this is what, you know, I just wanted to say about disciple and the process of disciple. So now let us come to the messianic mission. Messianic mission. Mark explains very clearly what is this messianic mission. When you read Gospel of Matthew, Gospel of Luke, you won't get that clear picture. You know, Jesus, uh, Mark explains this messianic mission as this messianic mission is the God's sovereign plan. What is that God's sovereign plan? It is about forming a new community. Praise the Lord. It is forming a new community. God formed a community in the Old Testament, but they did not fulfill the plan of God. They did not fulfill the plan of God. But in New Testament we see, especially in the Mark Gospel we see, Jesus came to fulfill that messianic mission. That, uh, the plan of God. And what is that messianic mission? The messianic mission is forming a new community. What is that new community? When you read Mark 3rd chapter 31 to 35, there you will see Jesus' mother and his, uh, you know, his siblings came to see Jesus in the, uh, in the temple. There we see, you know, Pharisees said that your uh, mother and siblings are waiting for you. Jesus said, who are my mothers and mother and siblings? Jesus said, one who fulfilled the plan of God, one who obeyed the commandment of God, they are my disciples. And I came to form that new community. And this is what Mark explains in his, in his gospel. A formation of a new community in Christ. That is what Mark's emphasis. That is what Mark wants his readers to understand. A formation of a new community. And what is this new community? This community is Jews and Gentiles. They worship God together. And that is the new community. My dear people of God, I just wanted to you know, exhort you from this passage that God's sovereign plan is to form a new community in Christ that is you know, Gentiles and the Jews worshipping together. When we read in the gospel, we see this understanding was not there. But the Holy Spirit helped this apostle to have this wider vision. This wider vision. So therefore, you know, when we see, you know, Jesus is engaged. And Jesus has play, you know, asking his disciples to engage this, uh, in this mission. And that mission is forming a new community. A new community means it is a universal community where 
from all the tribes from all the nation everybody worshiping together the god almighty that is a new community i praise god when i came here in in king's church we see that universal church here european asian asian african and everyone worshiping together this is the model for this new community praise god so therefore that is the new community god wants to establish god wants his disciples to form this new community and this community is the sovereign plan of god praise the lord so this is the messianic mission we see in uh, gospel of mark now the third is disciples engagement in the formation of a new community disciples engagement a call to engage in the messianic mission the disciple if we are called to be the disciples then we need to engage in this mission this messianic mission so here we see jesus asking his disciples to go to the other side that other side that word is very important when you read mark gospel this other side that word you will come many times and what is this other side other side people are waiting and the people are waiting to hear you know the good news and that is what mark wants to tell to his disciple the followers of jesus you need to travel you need to go to the other side the red passage we see uh, mark 435 to 41 this is this was a missionary trip this was a missionary trip to the region of gerasene it was the the mission trip to the the region of gerasene and what is happening there people are waiting to hear people are the people of gerasene they are ready to hear this good news and that is what god jesus is asking his disciple to go to the other side so when we obey when we follow the instruction of jesus you know we are obeying and we are fulfilling the plan of god so but when we obey when we fulfill the plan of god one thing we need to understand there will be storms there will be storm that is storms are realities so storms are realities in in our life so you know when they were sailing through we see the storm came and i don't have time to explain all those things a furious you know squall and the waves you know they were about to drown or about to sink in the water what is this sea you know when you read mark gospel you will understand that sea symbolizes the forces of darkness sea symbolizes the power of devil devilish power demonic power forces that are attacking this disciple oh my dear people of god when you are engaged in the mission when you go you know when you lead a christian life if you want to engage yourself in the mission there will be uh, there will be storms the storms will come this this storms and other hindrances are the realities so what is what mark assures us mark tells us that 
you don't need to be afraid of the storms. Amen. Praise the Lord. You don't need to be afraid of the storms. Why? Because Jesus is there in the boat. Praise the Lord. You know, assurance Mark gives to his disciples. What is this assurance Mark gives us through this passage? Jesus is there in the boat. When Jesus is there in the boat, why do you need to be afraid of these storms? Why do you need to be afraid of the, any hindrances that come on your way? You don't need to be afraid. Mark says that these evil forces, these sea, storms, waves cannot drown you. It cannot drown you. It cannot destroy you. Why? Because you are in the plan of God. Praise the Lord. You are in the plan of God and you are engaged in the mission of God. So therefore, Mark, through this passage, assures us that you, we don't need to be afraid of that. We don't need to be afraid. You know, uh, last two, two, almost two years, the pandemic has, you know, a global pandemic that has affected the whole world. But let what may come. Let anything may come. You don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be fear of. Why? Because you are in the plan of God. You, you, Jesus is there in the boat. So therefore, Mark assures us that let us go forward. These storms cannot, you know, destroy you. God will fulfill the plans and purposes through you, through a disciple who follow, who has that conviction. So therefore, this morning, I just wanted to encourage all of you from this passage, if you are in the plan of God, if you are, you are a real disciple, we, didn't, we don't need to fear of any of this thing. We are in the plan of God and God will help you. God will help you to overcome all the difficulties, all the challenges that you may face. Okay? So therefore, trust in the Lord. Be a good disciple. Be a good disciple. And you must have that conviction. And that conviction will help you to form your character. And let us have that Christ-centered life in our life so that let what let the storm come. Any storm comes in our life. We don't need to fear about any of these things. So I just wanted to close my sermon here. So in, in one sentence, if I say, you know, from this passage, we say that make, know him, know the master, know Jesus, and make him known to others. Know him and make him known to others. May God help us uh, from, all, uh, from hearing from this passage. God bless you all.